Welcome to the Chase Merrill Podcast. I am your host, Chase Merrill, and we are all about helping people get freed up from what's holding them back so they can build up who they were made to be. On this week's episode of the podcast, I have my friend Sano Magayo with me. Sano is one of those life bringers. Wherever he goes and whoever he's with, he is usually uh, the life of the party. But beyond just being the life of the party, the dude infuses life into others. And he's infused life into me over the past five and a half years. He's been a friend uh, that I didn't know I needed. He's been somebody that's walked with me through really difficult times, some low valleys and some high mountaintops. And he's overcome a lot in his own life. Sano is going to be one of those conversations that you know you are super thankful that you listened to. And I'm super excited to share this with you today. If you want to help us continue to make an impact with this podcast week in and week out, consider joining our new Patreon community for as little as a cup of coffee a month. You can be a part of helping us get the message and mission of the podcast out to more people more effectively. This is a way that we can come together as a community and you'll get access to behind the scenes stuff, additional resources and content and so much more for just as little as $5 a month. You can head over to chasemerrill.com and click Patreon to jump in and get started. Today's episode of the podcast is sponsored by Frontline Coffee Co. Delicious, bold, and expertly roasted small batch coffee for the everyday American. Frontline is not just about coffee. They're about supporting responders on the front lines, courageously caring for the rest of us. With every Frontline purchase, a percentage goes to supporting the brave men and women who are doing just that. Head over to FrontlineCoffeeCo.com and use promo code FREEDUP. That's F-R-E-E-D-U-P, all one word, FREEDUP, to get 15% off your purchase. Now let's jump into today's conversation. Well, I'm with my my friend Sano <laughs> Magayo. You're gonna have to say your name like the for real way, because sure. I, I, if I was saying it straight up, just like how I read it and how I like think it's, it's just Magayo. But you've got it's uh, so in Samoan the G yeah. has a silent N. Okay, before so the G, so it's Mangayo. Yeah, yeah. So Sano Mangayo. Yeah, yeah. And uh, man, welcome to the podcast. Come on. This is it's good to be here. Yeah, this is so cool, man. So uh, this is the 52 Project where 52 people uh, made an impact in my life, yeah. having a conversation each week, and you are on the list, have been a significant part of my life, especially over the past five and a half years hmm. since uh, my wife and I moved up here to Olympia. Mm-hmm. And we got to do this in person. You're, uh, you're here, man. Thanks for being here yeah. and making the time to do it. It's a pleasure. I love being here. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. So what I'd love for you to do just to kind of get into it, for those that are watching that don't know who you are, like right. in any context, give them a snapshot, like who you are mm-hmm. in this season of life, like who, who, where where are you at? What are you doing? And maybe who you're connected to from a family side. So that way there's some, just some context for those that, there's going to be a lot of people that listen that know you, yeah. but those that don't, I want some of those people to know who you are in this moment. Yeah. I, I would... I would start with just the family of origin, yeah. the family I come from. Yeah. So Samoan and, and in Samoa, uh, family and faith is a big deal. Yeah. So my parents immigrated here and I was born in Fort Lewis, uh, Washington. And so I'm, I'm the youngest of six children. Uh, my parents are celebrating their 60 years, 60 year <laughs> anniversary in like a month and a half. No way. And so they just worked hard and loved us well. and. Uh, so we have a big family and we're all local, uh, 45 minutes within uh, each other. And so uh, that's a, that's something that I really love. Um, I'm also a father of a 16 year old, beautiful, amazing young woman. Um, I, I mean, professionally, I work at a creative marketing agency. Yeah. And so I 
am an accounts executive, clients ally. I work with uh, owners and business leadership teams yeah. to help grow uh, their companies. And then I'm a coach. I love, I've been coaching for some years. U17, we all started though when they were in first grade and now they're all sophomores. For those that don't know what U17, what, what sport? Under 17 soccer. Yeah. So I coach 19, 16 to 17 year old girls. Yo, <laughs> pray for me. Like since they were in first grade. Now, so what's crazy is that I met a couple who I sold a car to, because I used to run a car dealership, um, and they were coaching that age, and they invited Ulele to play. They happened to go to the church that we ended up going to, and and then they coached only for one year, then my brother took over for a few years, and then I took over three to four years ago. But I'm a dad coach, I never played soccer. Yeah. So like I read a book, watched a couple of YouTubes, <laughs> and then I just faked it. I, I, I didn't know what I was doing the first couple of yeah. games. Uh, but the way that the Lord has blessed and encouraged, and I brought in some really good assistant coaches. Yeah. So I, I would say I'm, I'm an encourager. How about yeah. that? U17 encourager. Yeah. But I've uh, been I've been to a game or two, and it doesn't appear like you are just a dad coach. Like yeah. The way the way your passion level, you know. I and, just watch uh, Chuck Knox from the Seattle Seahawks. <laughs> let's go. And George Carl. So like, how do they roll yeah. on the sidelines? Yeah. Let's go. Nah, you know it's funny when when you really do something you love, which yeah. is care for these young girls, you really want to do your best. And yeah. so, um, so yeah, it's, I studied hard and we did really good. This season's a little bit challenging. We have, we had, we had our first losing season and yeah. since I can remember, but the, the beauty of how these ladies have come together, it's not about the record, yeah. but it really is about the culture and just being there for each other. So it's been a really challenging season, but a really good season. So, but yeah, I would say a beloved son yeah. and a courage father, a blessed friend, uh, a coach that's really thankful. And um, yeah, I would say professionally what I do is what I do. It, but I, I think I'm, if I would share who am I, I, I love and, and hold relationships really close to my heart. Yeah. And so I'm on mission wherever I go. And when I say when I'm on mission, um, I just wanna be present with people. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, that, when I when I look back to how we, like we were our relationship started like why you're here today basically um that's that's why like mm. it's because of how you've been so intentional and present with people people that you've known for a long time and people that you have just met or have heard about you know like the way that you the way that you don't put people in categories mm. is like and that goes for a lot of different categories which i'm sure we'll talk about some of that in just a minute too because even before jumping on like you know the before I started recording you know part of our journey in relationship too has been just the 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 reality of different like cultures and ethnicities and races yeah. like not races human race but like just the 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 whole world of the how to like not see uh, and put people in the same kind of boxes totally that a lot of people do it could be easy to do too oh yeah, yeah. you you but like I've, I've just watched you from the very beginning of our getting to know each other just be somebody that in in every category like mm. you've been like there's no boxes like yeah. you, can you i tell you a, though yeah go for it can i tell you though that sometimes it's a good thing and sometimes it's a bad thing sure because i'm i'm not everyone's cup of tea sure and so on the other end too it's kind of like yo i don't know who that guy is <laughs> so I, see, you know yeah I, i'm authentic yes and, um, yes you are and i'm really thankful yeah um yeah yeah, so that's yeah. good. When I when Holly and I came up here uh, back in 2017 and like to kind of check out is this where God's calling us to be? 
um, when we were considering praying about moving up here, uh, there was uh, our, past, our pastors, great mm. friends, obviously, both of us, but you guys have been really close to for the last several years. Pastor Jonathan Kobler. Yeah. Uh, ha- we're celebrating the 20 years of being married and had like a 20 year anniversary kind of right. dinner that we got invited to because we were, we were up here being interviewed and they're like, you guys should come to this. And so we felt like very, we felt like we didn't necessarily belong yet because everybody there was family and friends, people really dear and near, uh, near and dear to their hearts. But like you were the MC of the kind of night, you know, mm. outside of just being a great friend and being there to support. And, uh, and that was my first introduction, the way that you, you know, just carried yourself and you engaged people and you were genuine in every moment, but but it was just natural in how you were communicating. And I thought to myself sitting at that table, I was sitting next to Mike Barker hmm. and- Shout Holly, out to Mike. Yeah, what up? That guy. Mike Barker. I love that guy. Uh, and uh, and thinking to myself, as you were kind of going in and out, and I thought like, man, if we do come up here, like I really hope I can get to know that guy. Hmm. Like I hope I hope it's not just like a church surface kind of thing. Because I had heard you go to went to the church we were about to come hmm. be on staff at. But there was this thing that was like, man, I, I, I really- I hope I get to know this guy and have a, like a relationship with him in a way that's like not just surface and nominal. And, um, and just little did I know, I don't even really know how it began when we did move up and maybe, you know, even, or remember better, but I, I know that at some point we started to, to, to do like a, a coffee right. once, once a week or once every other week, kind of a Bible study coffee check-in challenge each other in our marriages and as men of God. And I mean, just things that as fathers, mm-hmm. um, where I kind of, from my recollection, that's kind of really where it started right. where I was like, okay, like I'm actually getting to know this dude and he's getting to know me. Mm. And that, uh, that started something for me that to this day as I'm sitting here, right? September, August of this year will be six years of being here for Holly night. Um, let's just stop right there. You're going to be here six years dude it's crazy it's wild it is wild it is so wild and and you've said this a few different times when we we talk about life and some of those things but we came up with one kid yeah and we have four now right and uh and that yeah six years is it feels like a long time but also it feels like it's flown by but but what i what i have now it what i what i hold close to my heart when it comes to who you are bro is you are one of i'm like i have one hand of people in my life that like for me um i know you can have the basement of mm. my soul exposed and and i'm not ashamed of it or i'm not afraid to allow you to to see the absolute worst and also celebrate without any reservation the the best yeah. like you 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 have created a space in my life relationally where and, and holly i've told her this several times like like Sano is like my guy. Like he's yeah. a guy I can know will be battling with me in prayer, ask me the tough questions, encourage me, follow up even after I don't respond. What all those different things that really define authentic and healthy and incredible friendship. Um, but but to think from the day I was sitting at the table mm. at the 20th anniversary thing in August 2017 to here we are, you know, in 2023. Um, summer of 2023 and you're like, man, what I wanted to have, I have right now right. with you and man, the impact you've made on my life over these almost six years has just been immense. Yeah. 
Ah, thank you. I, I as I think about that night, I didn't even know what I was doing. Yeah. Kobe goes like this. Hey, so it's it's my anniversary. We're having this party. Yeah. If you could just grab the mic and just kind of host, yeah. I'm like, oh man, I can grab the mic and. Yeah. But then I'm like, okay, what do I do? I don't even know the next <laughs> steps. What's the agenda? Yeah. And so I was kind of like just ad libbing that whole yeah. night, but at the end of the day like we're all family yeah. and like even you and holly as i as i met you uh, there was a genuineness um and also kobler did share who you were yeah and and so I, I i was like oh man if if they were to move up here that'd be really dope to get to know and connect and then you did yeah we did have coffee and we got to know each other. I mean, you're a big Hawks fan. I'm a big Hawks fan. Let's you're go. a big Russell Wilson fan. <laughs> I'm a, no, I love Russell Wilson too. But <laughs> what? What are, you, what are you getting? Just because, you know, he, need, he needs to get a shout out. Oh. He'll just be here for a little bit and I'll. He'll, he'll be here for a little bit and I'll take yeah, him away. I love Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson's the man. Yeah, he brought us a championship in 2012. He did, bro. He did. And then he took away a championship in 2013. <laughs> it's the worst way but I would of say, thinking about it, but it's true. I mean, we could talk about Russell all day. Um, but looking at the last six years, the, the gift of uh, what the Lord has done and is continuing to do yeah. in bringing authentic friendships, especially your friendship. I mean, and the way it has progressed from check-ins, coffee, to chess, uh, to you know, just really um, raw moments. Yeah, yeah. Where sometimes it's unspoken and tears are shed. Yeah, uh, I really appreciate it. And as I as I as I listen to you, I'm I'm thinking to myself. I mean that I said uh, I'm a thankful friend. Like I, yeah. I think, you know, when everything is said and done, um, it's it's friendships and relationships yeah. that really are going to matter. Yeah. So grateful for you. Yeah, appreciate that. And I think one of the things I realized too, because we moved here in, in that August and September, um, within a week or two after we officially moved in, mm-hmm. Pastor John's uh, dad passed away. Mm. And I heard about um, how you and I believe it was Ronnie. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, like just dropped everything and, and flew out to Michigan to be there for, you know, his his memorial uh, to be there just to be there for, for Pastor John and mm-hmm. like just but I, I heard about that I just heard about the like oh no like there's not a, we're gonna be there we're gonna yeah. be there for our friend you know yeah. and um, yeah I just like that's that that kind of described you hmm. it, like if I were to be like how do you kind of describe the kind of person Sano is it's that kind of dude who's like you, you it doesn't matter like when it's that relationship y- you you're in the corner and hmm. or in the trench or in the in the the, the pit yeah uh, or on the mountaintop with somebody. Totally. And, uh, and I just think it's, I don't see it. I think part of why it's so impactful is because I just don't see it a lot. I don't see a lot of people. I see a lot of people like talk about the concept of that or mm. like hope and want to have it, but I don't see a lot of people embody it mm. and embody it over time. Yeah. I think I, I've seen it in people's lives, like in like little spurts, but, but it doesn't sustain like that kind of, intentionality with relationships and willingness to put others first um in like the selfless not not the like unhealthy i I don't ever take care of myself way but like the genuine like no i'm good and i'm secure i can take care of others and i died of flesh Hmm. to do that i just haven't seen that very much sustained and i have in your life and um and i think it's i think it's a part of who you are obviously like you mean it's not accident accident it's intentional, but it is very much part of the way that you live your life. And that's why it makes it such an impact on so many people. Hmm. Um, you know, when you say that, I, I, 
it has a lot to do with the people that uh, you're around. Yes. That shapes you, right? Sure. And so, like, uh, I'm one of five brothers, and then I have a beautiful, amazing sister. I have a lot of amazing cousins and uncles and aunties. Yeah. And, you know, just going back to culture, um, <laughs> we didn't have a lot when my parents came to America. Yeah. And sharing was everything. And um, there's something beautiful that is shaped in your heart when you have very little material-wise, yeah. but then you have everything heart-wise. Yeah. And so when you're shaped by a community of people that just love you fiercely, will stick up for you, will fight for you, yeah. um, really just, uh, that's, that's really what was built inside of me. So when it comes to whether it's barbecues and luau's or just gatherings, I just, you know, I want, I want the best seat at the table for the person who yeah. really thinks like they don't deserve to be there. Yeah. Right. I want, I want the first plate of food with, with the best things to yeah. be to someone else. And, you know, and I'll, I'll take a Hawaiian roll with a side of ham, but I, I just, um, I was just raised by really amazing, loving people. Yeah. That are cutthroat too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Yeah. Cutthroat. Yeah. When I say cutthroat, not to me, but like, yo, do not mess with right. my kid brother, my kid cousin. You cross our family. And so for me, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm fierce in that way with friends of mine yeah. to love and care for. And yeah. I'm blessed though. So, yeah. One of the big things that's been a part of our friendship too has been the way the Lord's used you to challenge me, to educate me, to help me see, um, a lot of life through a different perspective, but in, in it's like specifically in just a world of like, I mean, I think part of what brought it on really was over the last couple years where things mm. not, not like it's new. It's been very much obviously a thing, but like the last couple years ha have brought a lot of things to the surface in regards to um, race, in regards to um, minorities and the people of color. And uh, I just, I, I haven't, I realized that I hadn't until we had started our friendship. I hadn't, I hadn't been around some, someone in, in a friendship, like in a depth of friendship way that was able to like be honest with me, but still love me and honest and love me through like even ignorance mm. and things that like, I just wasn't able to see um, based on my own upbringing or based on my own experiences but also be like unafraid to challenge me yeah and we have had some challenging conversations and yeah. moments over the years but i look back on like the way i view a lot of things now uh, in that space and I, I don't i mean i'd love to talk about it just for a minute because i feel like it's it's important and i want to highlight how um the positive sides of how having somebody in my life who was willing to be like yo you may not be seeing this right hmm. I, I still love you like I'm not going to like unfriend you in life because of your ignorance here or your inability to see the things that I'm seeing or how yeah. I've experienced. Uh, but I'm also not going to be quiet about it, mm. you know? And, uh, and you've, you've just, you've really helped me in that way. Like just, I feel like you've helped me grow and I still have a lot of growing to do, but, um, but we've had some challenging conversations over the last couple of years yeah. and some of those moments about that. Um, Will you will you speak to that for a moment? Like just like some of the, some of what even in the last few years of, you know, from things like George Floyd, from things like uh, the stuff that's been 
in the media and the stuff that's not, but like you've, you, you got a passion for this world of things, mm. but I believe it not, but, and I think it's really, it's from a really healthy lens yeah. and it's a really healthy like posture. Yeah. I, I would say, um, I don't know what I don't know. And when I don't know, man, Lord, may you bring good friends around me yeah. to encourage me and see the gaps and speak into it. And I would say in our in our friendship, and I think in the last few years, there's been a lot of difficult conversations that has been avoided and then also has been talked about. And it could be divisive. What I loved about us is that we could uh, take a hard conversation and really just, okay, say, Lord, turn our hearts to just hear. Yeah. Um, and but where I where I was coming from was that it's at the cost. Like I I don't mind saying things at the cost of our friendship. Totally. Trusting on the other side. Yep. That he will listen and hear. Yep. And can we walk through it? Yep. And I think that's where people avoid certain hard topics. Yeah. Is because they're like, if I say it, there's going to be cost, and I don't want to really disrupt. Yeah. And I think it's in the uncomfortable. Where, totally. where God really grows us. And so when it came to Olympia, Washington, I, so for those who are listening to this, I, I was born and raised in Tacoma, Washington, uh, a little bit more diverse. Uh, being a military brat, my dad was in the army. We grew up on bases, so very diverse. Yeah. And so coming to Olympia, you're looking at a different demographic where it's mostly white. And then uh, people are gravitated towards things that are familiar. Sure. And so, you know, I, it's not a knock, it's, it's, it's just human nature. Right. And so usually when I talk to people, they have one black friend, one brown friend, a couple of Asian friends, but mostly their, their demographics or their friendship looks just like them. Sure. And so I, th I think that's, it's a natural sense and it really takes intentionality to kind of like diversify and say, okay, there's things I don't know and I want to like invite, I think dining room tables are the best mission fields that people can like experience and cook different foods and different backgrounds and not just even with race. We're talking about just America in general sure. and, and just have great conversations. And I, so I think um, where we have, where we were led is we, we talked about George Floyd. We talked about a couple of things and I just, I just wanted to make sure that our friendship isn't cookie cutter. Yeah. Our friendship isn't just, and, and can I say it, it's always Jesus is and Jesus is always at the center, yep. but there there's hard things that, can we just talk about and can I just share with you? And so like, I, I think one of the things I, <laughs> I sent him a, uh, I sent you a, uh, uh, the letter, the letters from Birmingham jail. Yeah. But then what I, what I also sent you was the letter, the letters from Birmingham jail that Martin Luther King Jr. wrote. Like the, the context of it is that he wrote it on newspapers that yeah. got smuggled out that actually got printed, but it was a response to actually uh, bishops, pastors that kind of said, why are you disrupting? You know, why aren't you just waiting? And so it was just, so just given the context of that conversation and uh, and that time period and to say like, okay, fast forward 30, 40 years later. And in similar ways, we're still having those conversations. Right. Uh, I think we've, we've gotten to a place that is a lot more beautiful. And I think, you know, for me and, and, and Ulele and um, a lot of great things have happened, but there's still a lot of, dialogue and conversations and things that we um we need to connect on yeah yeah and uh, you, you you're talk your conversation about like that the cost the cost piece of like mm -hmm. being willing to to consider that cost of of what could be mm -hmm. and a lot of people don't aren't willing to do that and so they don't say anything or they're not willing to 
to challenge or 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 bring something up in totally. that space. Um, that's a, I mean, that's so real. And I think, you know, what I begin to see even as, as we continued to talk because we had built a friendship and had had lots of talks of, of like that weren't surfaced for, for a few years before some of this stuff, uh, even in the last couple of years just started to come to the surface more and more in, mm-hmm. you know, the years that were you know, right before and during and after COVID and, and, uh, and so we had had some relational equity, which was significant. Hmm. Like I, I was able to, I, I really was able to be challenged from my seat by some of the things that you wanted you know, or were willing to challenge me on. Um, but I, but I had the foundation of like, oh, this dude's already challenged me in other areas before. Mm-hmm. And I know he's like, he's challenging from a place of love or, or we've like disagreed on some things totally. and, and, but still found a way after the disagreement to be like, you know, we like, but like our hearts are still submitted to Jesus and man, we still love and care about each other. And it's really keeping the main thing, the main thing. To- totally. Right. And then the things that come through our friendship, we will walk through it. Yeah. But yeah. And I would say the cost too. Let's just go back to the dining room table. Yeah. The, just the un- uncomfortability of inviting strangers yeah. to a table yeah. to cook for them. People don't even cook in general these days. Totally. Right. Totally. People fast food. Totally. They it's Uber all eats. Fast, all they do all the things. And there's an experience of chopping vegetables, putting a little extra virgin olive oil, putting a little garlic, a little onions, marinade. I mean, just yeah. and then and then having the conversation in between, yep. setting the table, having them bring dessert, getting to know and and there's a there's a cost of uncomfortability. Uh, there's a cost of time, yeah. But if if you're intentional with your calendar, you're intentional with your neighbors, you're intentional with those that the Lord is prompting to invite. Transformation, yeah, happens in those moments, yeah. And it's not for the other. God is for me, yeah. And so, yeah, I think I think uh, the ROI on the cost that the Lord wants to bring us to on inviting people that don't look like us. Or they don't have some of the backgrounds. Um, it's worth every bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I 100% agree. And from from my seat, like just experiencing, watching you do that yeah. consistently. But the the thing is, men, and we'll, we'll just speak on men because sure. that's if there's anything, something about me in the last ten years, my ministry has been really focused on loving husbands and fathers and young yeah. men. Yeah, because knowing what I walk through. Yeah, I, I was saved at 34. And so 34 years I lived without Jesus. And yeah. you know, it was oh no, I was I was gonna polish it up. It was a tough life. Yeah. Right? But it was it was a fun life, tough life, but it was kind of like um dysfunctional life. Yeah. Yeah. Of essence, because I I, I saw Desi Arnez and I love Lucy as the quintessential man. Yeah. Like I said, okay, hey, this guy, he makes the money. He brings home the bacon, he pays the bills, he just wants a hot plate of food and a clean house. How dysfunctional is that? Yeah. As as a husband and a father to think that way. Yeah. When there's so much more yeah. that that a spouse and, and a child needs within us. And so uh it it really is um really getting uncomfortable, really getting intentional. And you don't have to invite everyone. Um, but discipleship looks like Jesus, like it's, you know, it's the one, three, 12 method. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And you know, he, he had one that, that he loved. He had three that was in his inner circle. He had, he had 12 that, that he loved, he served, that he trusted. Yeah. And so in a similar way as, as the Lord was guiding me, I'm like, okay, Lord, who's, who's my one, who's my three, who's my 12. Yeah. So, yeah, that's where you, were you sure just a little bit of the, the come to Jesus moment in story? Like, yeah, just because like it. 
like it, it's it's nuts like it the way that the lord me, i'll let you share it but like it i just think it's and especially the transformation from from then till now you know you said you were 34 35? i was 34 i was a 34 as a sales manager at a car dealership um and so you know working and making money and hitting the quota and surpassing the quota was a big deal as a father and as a husband at the time but i i, I wasn't doing well uh, internally soul wise mental emotional wise and i had a I had a mentor who really loved me and he invited me to church over and over and over again. I said, bro, no way am I going to church. And so uh, I didn't know this at the time, but I found out a few years later as I kind of recollect this, said he stopped inviting me to church and he, he started investing in me. Hmm. And so he just, he just took personal moments to speak life into me, encourage me. And there was a day that he just saw like, uh, I was having, I was in a really tough season. Sorry, I was in a really tough season. And he said, yo, Sano, uh, I got this CD for you. And the CD you remember is- remember CDs? What's that? Do you remember CDs? <laughs> yeah, CDs, right. Uh, so yeah I'm, yeah, I'm just glad I had a car that had a yeah, CD player. Go. I'm just joking. <laughs> um, so he, he said, I got the CD for you. It's, it's from a sermon. I'm like, oh, here we go again. And, but you know, just it's, it really is something I think you would enjoy. So that day I, I, I threw it in the back of my car. I drove up to Tacoma. My daughter was in Tacoma being babysat and that was like at Fort Lewis and it was traffic jam. And I went to the back seat, right? Because traffic hits, let me put some music on. And there's this Jay-Z CD that just came out. I think it was uh, the blue, blue something. Anyways, Rockefeller, hip hop, grabbed it, <laughs> put it in. And instead of Jay-Z was a voice. <laughs> it was The voice said, it was, it was the CD that uh, my mentor gave me. And the, it said, the voice that came out, um, how are you doing, is, is, the, is, is what was said. And I said, I'm not doing well, like vocally out loud. Yeah. He goes, God has given me a word to thrive in your life. And I don't think it's just for me. I think it's for you. And if you give me the next 30 to 40 minutes, I believe God wants you to thrive in your life. And I said, man, thrive. I'm just trying to survive. Yeah. And so I, I said, I, I'm in. I'll give him a few minutes. And within three to five minutes, I, I, I just experienced something within that I just never experienced before. And I was crying within 10 minutes. And then by the end of the sermon, I, I made a decision that that Sunday I was going to go to this church. And so I, 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 I was going to St. Michael's at the time, not consistently. But instead of St. Michael's, I went to Church of Living Water and I showed up and it was a beautiful welcome and they took me to check in my daughter and they took me to a section that was a family section and the person said, would you, would you like me to sit with you? I said, no, nah, I'm good. I, <laughs> I thought it was a cult, to be honest with you, because <laughs> yeah. the music was crazy, it was wild. <laughs> but then when the Bible was open and the sermon started, the pastor just preached the word that I've never heard. And it was it was the truth. It was it was scripture. It was it was an experience that I just wanted to know more. And so at the end, um, they said if if you're interested in learning how to read the Bible, we have a class next week. And if you don't have a Bible, we have a Bible for you. And please pick it up after service. And so after service, I picked up the Bible. I checked in for the the workshop. I made a commitment to show up to the first one. At the first one, I was lost, and the pastor was there. And he says, man, where are you going? I said, bro, you're the pastor. He goes, yeah, but 
I'm also like here to help. And so he walked with me to uh, discipleship and I was taught how to read the Bible and understand God's love for me. And it's, it was transformational ever since. And so for the last 10 years, I've, my whole heart was to pursue the Lord and just remind myself that he is my first love. Yeah. And through the challenges and the valleys and through the mountaintops and back to the valleys and to the mountaintops, he's been with me. So, yeah. And then that, that pastor ended up becoming one of uh, a really close friend of mine and close friends to today. Yeah. So awesome. You said, you mentioned like it, it kind of felt like a cult a little bit. <laughs> it felt like a cult. Yeah. It okay. looked like a cult too. Well, a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, let's just do that. Hey, it felt like a cult. Hey, bro. It, it, it looked like it a was cult it, too. It, Hands were up in the it, air, clapping. I was like, talks like a duck. Where could be a duck. is the snakes? Uh, I, so, but that, one of the things that intrigues me too about like some of your background in sales, mm. like in leading sales teams, mm. your ability to know that world. Mm hmm of like intentional marketing and the effort to help somebody see the value of a product or an experience that you're trying right. to sell to then sell them. Uh, like I think to me, it it seems, it's interesting to me. And, and I think if anything, it speaks to the evidence that like Jesus really was doing something. Right. That you came w after one CD listening mm. and then you came, I mean, you heard one and then you came to the thing that they were doing. Right. And then the thing that they were doing was enough of something real that you were like, I'll, I'll sign up to do another thing. Right. And then and then to actually show up to that thing. Like, so I'm thinking about that process. Again, from a sales perspective, you know, I can imagine, I'd imagine, all right, I'm, I'm maybe putting some of my own, but like, I'd imagine you'd be able to be like, yo, like, I know how to do this. Right. I know how to get people to, to go and do kind of where you know want. And, and so if there was going to be some resistance to that, it would have been there really totally. because your ability to know that space as, as a person that's been, you know, and, and yet I get like to the evidence of like, but you, but you did it. Right. Like talk, talk to me, talk me through that. Yeah. I would say, um, no one likes, no one likes a salesman. No one likes a car salesman. Sure. And so my whole process in caring for people is is really seeing is is there a value that I can and we can go into sales and make a whole new podcast but I just wanted to kind sure. of set it up no that, yeah, sure that what what separated I think me and and then our dealership and just the people that that I love and cared for and served um, is that it was all about relationships yeah keep relationship the main thing right you don't want to sell a car you want to provide a vehicle that's really going to be of great value because then you're not just doing one for one. You're right. selling a whole family right? because they trust you. right? And so as I as I walked into this whole kind of scenario, right. the one thing that even though the music, the hands, it was just so much, man. I was just thinking to myself, just really be still and, and and try to understand the heart. Yeah. And is the heart real? Right. And even the worship you could tell was real. Like people were devoted. I didn't these words I'm saying now, but like at the time I just I knew You could feel it. That that the people that I'm I'm looking at, like they they're they're really in it. It's yeah. authentic. Yeah. I didn't know a darn thing of what they're doing. Yeah. And it looks really crazy. <laughs> but they're in it so okay cool yeah. let's 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 unpack this it was when it was when pastor john um and then pastor bird and then pastor fawn and then pastor tim and like 
because I was like, oh, I'm going to give it a few months. Yeah. So I'll, I'll do this workshop. I'll give it a few months. Because just, just that run, I, I, just that that lineup right there, like that's like that's like an all star lineup. It was, of people, it was wild. Of people to like, and they were really genuine. Yeah, off the platform than just yeah. as much as on the yeah, platform. Right. And so for me, um, how the Lord moved through each of them, it was the consistency of His Word and His heart and His love. Yeah, wasn't the individual that was delivering. God bless them though, because men were they powerful and obedient, and I, I'm so thankful for each of them. But th- where they were at, they were so obedient to God's word yeah. and the way they they delivered it to me. Like I, I was okay. I'm getting a helping, but Lord, may I may I get to the meat, yeah. me and you. Yeah. And so there was a there was a bridge yeah. that was really beautifully um, walked yeah. with me, like. You know, yeah. so well, I think yeah. you identified something that a lot of people like because I have Did friends. Did it make sense? Oh, 100%. Okay. I have friends. I have friends. I have people that I know that are that listen to this podcast, but that don't, um, that don't know Jesus, don't want to know, don't totally. have bad experiences in the church space or not a lot of experience, but they have a lot of, uh, they have some opinions about it. And yeah. some of them are like the, the suspect of, you know, what are they going to sell? What are they trying to sell me? Totally. It feels like a cold. It feels yeah. like there's not a lot of like, genuine match mouth versus walk that lines up and yet I'm, i think what i wanted i want to highlight is what you experienced was yeah. like some genuine authentic people that pointed you to jesus in the scriptures mm. and then taught me the scriptures totally and then and then me because i think those particular men because I, I was one of those guys yeah like if when you have a fresh encounter with jesus everything changes yeah when it is presented by people and those people hurt you, then the hurt attaches totally. to the word. And totally. then all of a sudden everything is, is mangled up. And my heart breaks for that because yeah. the last thing I ever wants for people to be hurt. Um, but the church has hurt people. Yep. I have hurt people. We have hurt people. And and there's a process of repentance and yeah, and all of that. But I I think if if people really gave Jesus um a place in the heart to say, Lord, can you please, can, can we encounter, can I encounter you? Yeah. Never the same. Yeah. I've never been the same. Yeah. And and it's every day that I, I ask for that. Yeah. Because I don't want yesterday's helping. Yeah. I don't want last year's blessing. Yeah. Like today, God has something for me and God made my hands be open. Yeah. And may I follow you. Yeah. And that's a good, like, just segue into, since having that encounter, hmm. it hasn't all been, mountaintops obviously mm. like, i mean there's probably not been, a full plate of food with yeah. kalua pork mac salad <laughs> right, rice dude or your chicken the uh island chicken island chicken dude. hey guys teriyaki sauce water <laughs> ginger Oof. uh it hasn't all Stupid. it hasn't <laughs> it hasn't all been that and um you know and i and i love and i'd love to talk about that for a moment because that that journey the journey that you've walked out Right. since then but then really even in the last few years um has been a really difficult one mm. i know for you and and for a lot of people in different seasons over a lot of stuff that's happened in the last two to three years but right. but specifically with your journey and where you're where you're currently walking where you've walked um and on this podcast one of the questions i talk about like one of the biggest things this is all about i, I don't know if people can see the sign from the screen that it'll be on or not but like it's to help people get freed up from right. what's holding them back so they can get built up into who they were made to be you've had a lot you've had a lot of 
of of some of ups and downs of things that you know have been some build, building and breaking mm. and some freeing up and releasing and i mean just we will you kind of just take us just for a moment through what the last few years mm. uh, just kind of w- what it's looked like and how jesus has been real to you in yeah. some of the difficult things that you've maybe been challenging to overcome or you're overcoming like how is that jesus that you encountered you know back in when you were i don't know how many years is that how 2013 old okay so yeah. i would say if you were 34 i thought you were yeah okay so yeah. 10 years ago 10 years ago that jesus is still showing up in your life yeah in very real encountering kind of ways mm. and impacting how you're navigating and have navigated very difficult things are you are you open to giving us just a little bit of like some of what that journey has looked like over the last? Yeah, I in two thousand and thirteen, when I was saved, um, I was married, and so uh, and we had a daughter, and how God had journeyed with us uh, from that time for years really was beautiful. I was in community. We met some really special people. And um, there's mountaintop moments. And also valleys, right? Because in that kind of space too, my brother passed away. And um, the Lord just really was tender and healing and and comforting. Um, And so we walked together as a family. In the last few years, I walked through a dissolution that was, I I don't know if it was public per se, because I was, I was just off a of staff. Because I was on staff, yeah, I was we pastoring were life group, and, yep, children's ministry. Um, the fruit that was for like seven years, uh, the last few years has been a really crushing yeah. season. And so, uh, what can I share? Because um, I, I definitely want to honor. Uh, my family and yeah. um, in the crushing season, I would tell you this, there was uh, moments of uh, tears, moments of, and even now loneliness and not of the family, but just um, as you transition through a dissolution and you notice I say dissolution and not a divorce. Yeah. Uh, I, I choose to say particular words that I believe were the Lord is walking me through. I think divorce is a painful word. Yeah. I think you say divorce, it conjures up, if not a personal, uh, whether you went through or your parents went through, it could bring up a friendship, it could bring up in relationships, and that yeah. divorce is like a tearing. Yeah, right. And I think for me, it was, it, was, uh, it was a little bit messy, not a little bit messy, it was messy, but I also believe, and I, if you were to, if you're hearing my voice, I'm, I'm making a fist with two of my fingers, two of my fists, I should say. And it's one, and, and the dissolution where the Lord led me was to untether. And so instead of a, a tearing, it was to really just slowly take uh, your hands apart and, and become two individuals again. And so I, uh, I would say for me, in the crushing season, I had a choice to give it to the world or put it in God's hands. Yeah. And I, and I chose it to, to put it in God's hands. Yeah. Um, I didn't understand a lot of what was going on. I, I didn't understand what was to come. So I didn't understand, kind of actually, I, I didn't understand even the midst of what was kind of happening, even though there was conversation, communication between sure. my spouse at the time and me. But I think 
at the end of the day, what I've really came down to with is that, you know, the one, three, 12 that I mentioned. Yeah. Right. I realized that I can't care about what others think. I have a beautiful daughter that I have to love and care for. Um, I, I did have responsibilities that I believe I needed to share with people. But when I did that, I said, okay, Lord, um, how do I walk this out? You, I, I walk it out in a way that um, the one is Jesus, yeah, me and him, all day, every day, let's go. Highs and lows, can I just continue to communicate with you? If I continue to just speak to you, Lord, even if it's a mutter, can I do that every day? Yeah. Uh, the three was really close friends, may I have no secrets. Yeah. And so as I walk through this, can, can I walk through it with a heart that's bare yep. so that I, I have three close friends who can love and care and couples that can yeah. love and care for me and Ulele. For Ulele also, um, we brought in junior high or should I say high school pastors and then people that have walked with her as yeah. well. And then for the 12, I, I brought in the families and, and the people that we have grown close to to really just kind of open up and share like this is what's happening, this is where we're at. And if there's any questions to uh, my spouse at the time to communicate to her directly. Like, so I don't have to bear that burden to kind of describe anything. And, and in a sense, I, I didn't even know. So it's really honest yep. to the other to explain. And so the last few years has been a really growing season, yeah. tragic season, yeah. healing season, yeah. uh, beautiful season. Because the Jesus I spoke about 10 years ago, um, he isn't, he's the same yesterday, today and forever. Yeah, yeah. But can I tell you in the crushing season that I was in, my tenderness and my relationship and my intimacy with Jesus has been closer than it's ever been. Yeah. And so, and the men that I walked with, um, it would be a disservice to them. Like I, like I still go to the same church. Yeah. Like I, I said, I'm, I'm still going to show up. I'm yeah. still going to walk it out with these guys to say, okay, Hey, the things that I've walked with you, that I've stewarded and shared and cared and led in you. Like now that I'm in the valley, I'm I'm gonna I'm still gonna walk with you. But in this case, I'm actually gonna be vulnerable and just, okay, Lord, what's happening? Yeah. I don't know, but cool. Can you walk with me and can I walk with them and can you just lead us? And so it's been really authentic and and challenging and beautiful and challenging and beautiful. Yeah. Um, and I would, oh, go ahead. Well, I mean, no, you, 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 I have a, a comment, but I, I want to not interrupt the train of thought. Yeah. Yeah. The last thing I'll say is, um, my daughter was probably one of the greatest, if she's oh, obviously she's the greatest gift that one of the greatest gifts that God has given me, but the leader in who she was and our relationship as we walk through this, yeah. um, such an encourager, such a prayer warrior, so present in, in everything. And so um, there's a lot of details there, but I would just say her encouragement through it all was really beautiful in the right spaces. And then when it really came to the finalizations and um, my community still looked like my community. Yeah. But they surrounded me, loved and cared for me anew. And then... It was the it was a mentor who just said in August, as I was kind of walking through uh, some things, he says, Sano, can I talk to you? I said, yeah. He says, 
uh, you need to come forth. And I said, what do you mean? I thought, I'm, I'm not holding any secrets. He goes, no, no, no. Like Lazarus, like Lazarus, I need you. Jesus is saying, come forth, Sano. Come out of the tomb. You've been in the tomb for a while. You, you don't even know you're in the tomb because you've been in the tomb for a while. But you need to come come out of the tomb. And that was that was this last summer. So like, you know, eight months ago, nine, ten months ago. <laughs> and And I stepped out of the tomb and... You know, there there was there was a beautiful. I, I felt the sun spiritually on my face. Yeah, I I saw Jesus in a different light. Um, I've always had hope. I'm always encouraged, but there's something like of a new breath yeah. within my heart. And then in the scripture with uh, Lazarus, it talks about grave clothes, like friends taking off the grave clothes of Lazarus as he comes forward. And I I felt like there was things on me that I just couldn't see. So whether it's uh, depression or frustration or anger, just the things that are unholy. I, I, I reached out to friends to say, as I come out of this tomb, can you just point out the things that that you see that is in me? And and so I went through a season. And then I'll, I'll talk a little bit more about what came out of that and yeah. the beauty of that. But yeah, yeah crushing season, tragic, uh, but really intimate with the Lord yeah. and healing yeah. and birthing a new thing. For, first, just thanks for sharing. Thanks for being vulnerable in that space. And and I know people that are listening that have any kind of like um, resonance because they've either personally walked through something similar or are, are close to somebody who has uh, are going to be really encouraged just by the way that you communicated that process, how, how you processed and walked. And because for me, again, as a friend that was, you know, relatively close to you throughout that time. The thing, again, that stood out to me, because I have had friends and family members that have gone through really difficult things in life and in relationships and marriages, et cetera. But it, I, it, it felt like I was watching something rare mm. in how you genuinely, like you said, one, three, 12, Jesus, you and I, one, three, you know, real close uh, group of guys. And then 12, some families that are kind of like, but you actually like, pressed into your relationship with Jesus mm. in a way that was palpable and wasn't fabricated. I'm sure it wasn't always easy. Like I'm, I'm sure it wasn't always like you woke up and you were just ready to go dance with Jesus throughout the day. But, but, but you could tell when we, when we would talk, when we would get together, I, I really had this sense that like you weren't just saying that cause it was like the religious jargon to get you through your season. You actually were like pursuing Jesus and allowing him to walk with you and talk to you mm it each day yeah it was it was so evident and and I, you know I, so i just i want to acknowledge that and just say like um you know there's probably lots of things that helped in large part carry you through some of that into where you are now but uh, i i just hadn't seen somebody really actually do that the way i watched you do it hmm. massive second thing um okay i'm gonna say i'm gonna say something that may feel like it's do you mind if I just say something really quick? Yeah. Are you transitioning from? No, it's it's connected to that. Okay, so person. No, no, yeah. go. I I just want to speak just to men. Sure. But sure. I I want to make sure I. Okay. Let me let me yeah. yeah let me let me say the second piece and you might be able to even bring Got bring it. two together. Um, I, something that I've observed and around um. Uh, people that I've been I've known that I go through something like uh, a a dissolution or a divorce or that process where there's just a lot of hurt and different things in that space. Um, I've, 
it seems like sometimes what can happen in those moments is one or both of the individuals in that relationship that was that have children uh almost like all of a sudden start appearing like they are a really good dad or a really good mom hmm. or social media even and it's like out of all of a sudden they start posting pictures and like I love my daughter and I love my son so much and and it's almost like it took this crazy thing that they're they're walking out now publicly for them to like more intentionally be a, a better dad or a better mom that is present and engages with their kids but but it but but it's when so part of when that happens and again i can't i'm not judging anybody i don't I, everybody's story is unique and different i don't know i don't know any of them or all the details as as people listening don't know they don't know and so there's right. judgments aside why i'm saying all of this is what what i watched you do was continue to build on the authentic intentional committed and priority driven father that you already were before all of this kind of surfaced it surfaced and happened and then you just doubled down like it wasn't that you were like oh, okay like i haven't been a present father and now i need to look like i'm a present father you know because i don't know i don't i don't know what i'm saying i i i, I don't now know why i'm saying like, but man i i i hadn't seen someone like like what you've done which was like i ulule was a priority throughout the the years that i knew you before that mm. take place and it was evident because you talked about her all the time and talked about the things you saw in her that she was, I mean, you were excited about that the Lord was doing things, joy, trips, mm-hmm. movie nights, you know, different things. And like, it was a part of our rhythms of conversation. And right. I could tell you loved your daughter right. like, and you were pumped about being a dad. And it, it wasn't like all of a sudden you started, something like this happened and all of a sudden you were, okay, I, I'm going to be a, a super dad. But so, so you already were a really good dad. Mm. But then I watched you double down on that and go no one else matters here in this in this moment like in this season uh my daughter and she will be continue to be because she has been but she will continue to be a priority for me while i'm walking this out while we're walking this out and it was beautiful man and 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 like you mentioned a huge um I don't want to say props, but testament, huge props to Ooh, because to your point, the, just the, the quality of woman that she is in, yeah. in, in woman of God and leader. And, you know, just some of the things that, you know, I know that she helped and challenged you in throughout that process as well. Like she's a quality, incredible human mm. being. Mm. Um, but, but I just, I wish more people would see the example that you have set and, let it challenge them to go like, don't wait for something crazy in your life. That's really challenging. Bring the priority of being a good and healthy dad or good and healthy mom to the forefront. Um, You know, I I just wanted to acknowledge that I I hadn't seen it the way Mm. I'd watched you walk it out. And it just was a beautiful thing. Yeah. I'll say a couple of things to that. If, if anyone knows my daughter, Ooh, (laughs) she don't play. Yeah. And so like, if I were to, even try yeah. to twist a story. Yeah, she called you out. To, oh, she called me out. <laughs> yeah. She probably post on hers like, "Hey, no bueno." Yeah, <laughs> this dude is this dude is a knucklehead. Yeah. Um, but as much as she doesn't play as well, like she doesn't take. Yeah. Yeah. She's she's one of the most loving people I know, 
and I, I have the privilege. I have the privilege that the Lord picked me to be your father. Yeah. And I actually have the honor of the place that I work. Props to Eric and JP. Um, Tilladelse. Tilladelse. There's people out there want to know how they can. They uh, some creative marketing. Yeah, I I shared with them as as I knew where the Lord was leading me in the season of the dissolution, and um, I I needed to be in a space where I I could just on a drop of a dime be there for my daughter. Yeah, if she's at school. And she just needed me. I'm out. Yeah. I'm picking her up. We're going to, you know, have Panda, and then we're gonna watch Moana three times. Yeah. And so I, I think for me, I just knew the season where the Lord was entering me. He, he gave me and, and provided a, an amazing environment and culture, and a mission field of where I'm at now. That uh, the owners really, we communicated to say, okay, in, in this next 12 months, everything I'm focused on is is definitely to kill it at work and to hustle and to grind and to do what God has gifted me to do. But then on the flip side, if there's any needs, if, if that's that's where my heart is. And they said 100%. Yeah. And so I, I would say to men, you know, I think we could be, our identity could be on a paycheck, our identity could be on a title, our identity could be a number of things, but God gave us a mission field and and I didn't succeed and in the family mission field and i you know again men people we could blame the others i god walked me through like okay this is what you needed to work on this is where you're at yeah um as a father i'm doing everything possible yeah to be obedient and honor and to love and care for her so um i, I would say too for uh, the fathers out there never give up never give up our children sometimes say things and not not so much ooh, but i i just walked with men that um there's no return calls there's mm. words that are shared that are hurtful because you hurt them and they just don't want to be with you uh, you can communicate through prayer first and foremost yeah like pray for your children uh another way is i mean i'm i can list a number of ways but just don't give up yeah being a father and and however that looks surround yourself with community and other God-fearing men that have walked through what you're walking through. Be vulnerable. You know, one of the things, Men's 33 is something our church does, and the four tenets of a man is to lead courageously, reject passivity, accept responsibility, and invest internally. internally. And um, dive into authentic relationships, men. Yeah. Never give up on your kids, and spend as much time as you can with them before they bounce at 18, yeah. 22, 35, I don't know. <laughs> But spend yeah. time with them, man. Yeah. Because so um, before you know it, they're gonna have families of their own. Yeah. So yeah, that that's the other thing. I get, man. Just thinking about things that I'm like, mm. you, um, you when you would talk about spending time with you, uh, it it was genuinely excited. Yeah. Like I mean, and that might not sound surprising to you, right? Because it, it isn't because it's real. But there's again, that's it. I'm, it stands out because I don't see it. I don't hear it very often. Yeah. Like the way you talk about, I can't, we can't wait to go on this trip, go to Disneyland. We had this movie night, whatever. Uh, like it, it, I, I love listening to you talk about the excitement and the joy of spending time with your dog. Mm. And, and I just wonder, like, I wonder if some, some men especially need to just lay that, that concept before the Lord and go, man, I need to, 
Like, why am I not ex- as excited to spend? Why am I? Why do I get more excited? I'm gonna call some of myself in my seasons of life out at times. Yeah. Why am I more excited to go play a round of golf for four hours away? And that play face ten and three not, times, right? It, right, but that idea of like With some hot Cheetos. What, why? Why do I get more joy that begins to stir up at times in my soul? Yeah, which everybody, everybody needs that space. Everybody needs that time with yeah, the guys. Totally. Right, all that. I'm pro all that hunting. Yeah. I I go hunting for a week at a time at times. Yeah, it's all good. But that I think that that regular rhythm. If you find yourself getting more excited uh, about other things that aren't connected to your family or your spouse, like that, that needs to be brought before the Lord and, yeah. and go, Lord, like help, help me see it within a, in a new, in a new light with a new mm. perspective and genuinely get excited about the opportunity I have before they are, you know, gone out yeah. of the house to I, go. Yeah. I, I really think my family that I was growing yeah. up, like my, yeah. my siblings, Christmas, all the holidays, we really spent a lot of close intimate times yeah. of just laughter. Like if you ever heard a Samoan laugh, you will laugh because <laughs> it's, it's one of the funnest times. It's yeah. and you don't again. A lot of people that come to this country don't have a lot, yeah. but they have each other. Yeah. And so when you cultivate a space so that is of love and care, man, laughter and like marbles, man, and just simple things. Like yeah. you can do whatever you want. Yeah. And I, I would also say too, outside of my culture and my family, um, knowing who I am as a son to the Father, the Heavenly Father, and knowing His love for me has really transformed who I am as a father as well. Yeah. And so you ask, okay, who who am I? Man, I'm beloved. And I love my mom and dad. They did an amazing job in raising me. But they also had gaps in their lives being yeah. raised were by their, my grandparents. And so but but understanding the love of the father to me, the forgiveness that he has had with me. Yeah. The patience that he has shown me oh it really is just a cultivated space to me to say like all right i just i want to know everything about my daughter that she would share yeah without being a pest yeah and then um i just want to encourage her yeah again like uh, and family is really big um so I, i'm blessed to be a father of an amazing young woman but um I'm also really blessed to be a son that really has felt beloved. Yeah, so good. Hope that makes it sense. Totally makes sense. Yeah, yeah and that's going to encourage a lot of people. Yeah. So, kind of rounding up the conversation, looking with where God has brought you now, hmm. and where He's taking you in your life. You you know the the idea of of freed up to build up. You know you're 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 really experiencing right now and beginning to step into more of like that seeing seeing the hope and the joy of what could be in the future like what god could be building yeah in your life yeah after a season of crushing and feeling like you know there's a lot that's been lost here mm. like for some people that are in that still yeah that that sense of like i'm still crushed and i don't see how I could ever be uncrushed. I, how I would ever not be feeling like this, like where the hopelessness is, is um, has oh, has overcome them. Yeah. Like, can you can you give some people some encouragement and even like just that snapshot of how you've seen God be faithful to you through this process to where you are now and and some of just the 
the the redemption of God throughout this process. Yeah. I, I just I because I think people I think people one will be encouraged by just walking and hearing somebody that's walked through what you already shared on this conversation today, but also that like, no, like God, God is really a God of redemption and hope. Mm. He actually is. Like mm. It's not just totally in the Bible and people say it in their sermons or it's on a, mm-hmm. you know, poster board at Hobby Lobby. Like it, he really is. Uh, how, how are you experiencing that? Yeah. I, I, my encouragement, if you're listening or you're watching is that your story has just begun. And you feel like I've, I've lived 45 years of life and I feel my story is just being written. Um, you, if, if uh, you're listening, if you're seeing, you, you see I have this, I have a tatao. Um, uh, and what a tatao is, Americans or people say tattoo. And tattoo, if you guys didn't know, derives from the Polynesian word Samoan word tatao to mark. And so for, for us, uh, when we apply the tatao to us, it's, it's the story of our lives. And so uh, it took me a long time to kind of decide, like, what, what is it that the Lord is birthing in my heart? Because before it ever can be marked on my arm, it has to be marked within. Yeah. And so a few years ago, I met a guy named Mua, uh, who is, uh, he's, he was a tattoo artist, but after... Um, our, after the Lord brought us together and he did the tatao, um, he, I, he actually was baptized at Church of Living Water. Him and his wife was reconciled. He sold this tattoo shop and he's in seminary right now to become a pastor. <laughs> That's crazy, dude. I, I say all this because you asked about next steps, yeah. encouragement. Right. And I said that you, your story is just beginning to be written. Um, this tatao on me takes a lot of my shoulder, my chest, my arms, and every uh, little bit of the markings points to my gospel transformation. And so where the Lord has me is that I'm in a beautiful relationship with a best friend that God has cultivated a space that is really raw. It's, it's, it's really intentional. It's Jesus centered. Uh, she has three beautiful children. And so I was just talking to Chase before we even did this podcast, like having one child and now cultivating a blending where, her three children and, and my child, and now you have four children. It's a whole different scenario. You know, for those parents that have four children, three children and more, you guys are on another level. I was telling Chase, he's like an Avenger to me. <laughs> like parents who have four kids plus, three kids plus, you guys are superheroes. Yeah, Holly, Holly's like the Avenger. Yeah, that's just, right, I did say that. I said, yeah, yeah more and yeah, more the moms. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but yeah. what, where God has us is that he he's birthing something beautiful and new. He's beauty, he, he's uh, birthing a new mission field. Uh, chaplaincy is something that um, is on my heart for the fall that I'm going to go back to university for. Um, and, I, and I think, where, where, where has God taken me? I, I would say this, I don't know. Yeah. But I trust him. Yeah. I love him. And my hands are open. And Heather and I, um, our hearts are synced. Uh, it's united. And I'm excited and expecting for what's to come. Yeah. Um, there's more, so much more to this because of what God has done in the last seven months. But yeah, I would the, just say the idea of how you feel right now yeah, in that space of like experiencing the, some of this joy that you're experiencing right now on the other side of, of a really deep valley of different, you know, difficult seasons. I, like, 
did you see that happening? Not, not at not, all. Not necessarily like, I'm not even specifically talking about a relationship or, yeah. you know, more than that, what that could be. I'm talking about this, this, like where you, how you feel right now mm. with how the Lord is bringing you these, these experiences of joy and hope for what could be like, did you, did you see that happening, you know, a year ago, eight, nine months ago, 10 months ago, 18 months ago, where you were in a deep place. Like, I think, cause I, I know the person that's, that might be listening that is like, I can't see it. Right. How, did you see it? And then like, now you're like, yeah, I saw it now I'm living in it. Or it was it something that like, yeah, just, just how did speak that for a second as, Bro, we, as we wrap hey, up? This guy's asking the question and he knows the answer because a year ago we're having scotch in my living room and I'm just thinking about, I'm, I'm just walking a healing journey. Yeah. Yeah. I, and all they want to do is walk it in a way that's raw, authentic yeah. and intimate with the Lord. Yeah. So, in no way yeah. right. did I have a clue right. of where I'm at now. Yeah. And and it's both end. I, th- I think what God was doing, um, he knew, I didn't know, but what I, what I did know is I trust him, I love him, I'm in. Yeah, yeah, I trust him, Today. I love him, I'm in. Today. Today. Not five years from now, God, you have my heart today. It's so good, dude. And then the next day, I trust him, I love him, I'm in, let's go. Yeah. And so it was it was a healing journey and it's still a healing journey. Yeah. Like with sure. with Ooh and and also with with Heather and her children it's still a healing journey of what we're walking through. Yeah. This isn't um <laughs> there are challenges that of course come with uh, relationships but can I tell you the beauty of it all? I never could have imagined the best friend I have today. Yeah. Never could have imagined um what encouragement and what blessing and what I'm learning from her, um, the breath of new life from the Lord. And, and I said this to her the other day that I think uh, we experience God's love through so many different facets yeah. in our lives. Yeah. And and the love that that is, uh, that because she loves the Lord with everything she is and the way that God breathes in and through her, there is a fulfillment that and a support that I have right now. Yeah. Nothing to take away from any previous, but where I'm at now, I, I, I really feel a fullness of the Lord that I didn't before. Yeah. And it isn't, it, it isn't because of, it is because of a loved one, but it's, it's because of the Lord's shaping and obedience yeah. to bring someone in my life yep. that, um, and happened. And can I tell you, both of us, our names got brought up to both of us when we were both healing. She, her husband passed away. I went through the solution. We went through times of healing. Our names got brought up like, hey, just to let you know, because there's not a lot of, I guess, 40-year-old yeah. single people out there. So yeah. I guess people were just like trying to do matchmakers. Yeah. And so uh, someone brought me up to her. She goes, no, I'm healing. Someone brought her up to me. I said, I'm not even in the place yeah. to be healthy for anyone. And then we're, when the Lord brought us into a healthy space and, and, and a Costco hot dog kind of story came out, and we t- and and she texted, I texted, and yeah. I, okay for her, I texted, and then she texted, <laughs> whatever it may be. We texted for three hours, yeah, and then we we and then we called each other for a few days, and then we uh, took a walk, and then we went to a worship night, then we went to a, a first date, like it was really yeah, uh, just something special. So I yeah, I would just tell people, don't look to the other side. Yeah, hug the cactus. Yeah, be in, be in, trust the Lord. Yeah. 
and the Lord will provide something that, and it, it, it's not about the individual. This isn't about me and Heather coming together. Right. Though I'm very grateful that we are together and our families are united, but it, it really is just trusting the Lord in the moment. Yeah. And then the next day, show up, trust the Lord, go. Yeah. And that's and that's what the Lord has always done. And so, and surround yourself with a great community. I can't say thank you enough to to who God brought in for the last ten years that when things just were heartbreaking that the community that I was in really loved and cared and prayed us through. Yeah. And yeah. so that's it, man. Yeah, dude. Yeah. You're you're, uh, you're a blessed man. A, a beloved son. Man. A blessed Hey, I'm a 12th man too. We yeah. didn't even talk about Russell Wilson and the Hawks. Dude, we, can, we don't need to because he's irrelevant now. Yeah, he's irrelevant. We gotta, nah, I, I would say Chase too, man. I, I'm proud of you, encouraged by you. Way to go. Um, I don't know what a podcast is. I, I didn't, I actually listened to my first podcast, uh, Cody Churchill. Uh, today was my my first one because I'm like, oh, maybe I should kind of look at what we're doing here. Yeah, good shout out. You, did, you didn't want to listen to any of the ones that I've done before this to get an idea of the- I, I, <laughs> I saw PT. I love PT. That's right. yeah, yeah, so yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I saw a little bit of PT, but I, I watched, I said, let me just listen to Cody Churchill, which by the way, I did help him move. He didn't say anything about that in Tacoma. <laughs> when you moved in Tacoma, I showed up with Samoans. Bro, I had so many Samoans, we, we could have got everything done. And it was just like a small U-Haul. And my uncle goes like this, I thought you need help moving. This, this is nothing. We were done in 20 minutes. You're usually when someone show up, it's like six hours of moving. Yeah, we're a, in. We got you've pizza. Helped, you've helped my family. You've helped my mom and dad move. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right? You guys move, man. Let me tell you, if you guys know someone, you know movers. Dude. And uh, we'll Dude. show up. But nah, I, 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 I'm so proud of you. Thanks, and I, I, I'm encouraged by you. And, and I would just say um, the way that you love and care for people and Holly as well and your kids is is a gift. And so... Uh, if you're listening to this, I, I hope it provided something. I thought about Seinfeld, the show about nothing. Yeah. It really blessed me. <laughs> and so I don't know yeah. what I was going to talk about, Bro. but the Lord would lead. And I, I, I pray that the Lord will bless you today, tonight, this morning, and that the fresh encounter that we talk with Jesus, um, that may you have it. Yeah. And may he leave you never the same. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Well, man, thanks for thanks for doing this, joining me. Thanks for being my friend, yeah. uh, loving and caring for us, praying for us, supporting us, and, and just bringing a lot of joy to, yeah. to my life. Let's uh, go. Excited for the things that God has in front of Bro, you. Great things ahead. Great things ahead, including, I think, uh, there's another championship Super Bowl. on the horizon. Hey, I'm telling you right now, 2012, this season looks like a 2012 cultivated season. Me and this guy go to Hawks games. <laughs> I was going to fight with the 49ers. No. By the way, you know that guy is a comedian. Is he really? He was just in Tacoma last weekend, Luke. No, you got his number probably. Yeah, I got his number. Yeah, we sat in front of San Francisco 49er fans. <laughs> it was terrible. We to all lost. To all my Niner friends out there, God, I pray. I yeah. pray the Lord How many championships have you guys won in the last 20 years? Niner fans. Oh, gosh. Let's see. Okay, okay, okay. I think we got to go. Uh, thanks for being here. And uh, man, yeah, you're, you're, you're the real deal. Yeah, so, love you, brother. Love you, you too, man. With that, thanks for listening. See you next time. <laughs>